Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800-610-5739. 5739. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time now for Radio Law Talk as heard on radiolawtalk.com. And now here are your hosts of the show uh, that would be Todd Cunin and the lovely Denise Dirks. Thank you very much for the introduction. Um, we are very glad to be here in our third hour of Radio Law Talk, and we are going to be discussing the law today, folks. What? And very fun aspects of the law. The law? The law. What say you? What fun is that? <laughs> well, I don't say anything about giving advice, okay. and I don't say anything about uh, saying things are factual or not. Most of what we talk about is allegations. Yes. So we are going to really cover some fun stories today. We're going to talk a little bit about Lori Laughlin oh. and downsizing. Right? <laughs> By the way, my yes. wife says that the Hallmark movies to start as good without Lori on them. <laughs> I agree. That's what she said. She oh said my that, gosh, that, I miss it so she much. She said the acting quality has gone It's just not as good. Apparently she was pretty good. So, yes, yeah. I totally agree. I, I I loved everything she was in. Yeah. Um, and and I, rip, I miss her. I miss her a lot. Let me tell you, with COVID-19, it ain't just Lori Laughlin in those movies. The quality of productions is down across the board. <laughs> That's a fair point. That yes. is a really good point, but... Anyway, we digress. Uh, Olivia de Havilland is in the news. Yes. And even though she's deceased. She was the gone with the wind lady is in the news. She is. Yes. And she is still fabulous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and she had uh, she took a stand in a time when it was probably not popular to take that stand. And she paid for it. But actors have rejoiced ever since. And we also have an update in the Skaggs matter. And we'll yes. be talking about that. So I am so excited to invite all of our listeners and all of the radio stations that are uh, having our show to listen to our third hour. And I would like to say that we need to start on time, our case or no case, Cal. Oh, you want to start it now? Okay, I do. Okay, because my, my little player is, is turning on, right? So just give me about five seconds. Okay, okay we'll give you five I, seconds. I really do have a good case <laughs> or no case for you. And uh, Cal, Cal has to turn on his player in there. But, but if you walked in, here's the way he's doing it. He's like... So, come here often. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're, you're a pretty good-looking player. Yeah, there. my wife says, turn on the light and look at the light and go, I love you, light. I love you. I love you, light. <laughs> it, it never works. <laughs> uh, hey, look, all I say is, you know, it's back when I was married, but the best thing for marital relations was the dimmer switch. <laughs> and, and, and a Sinatra album. And a Sinatra forget. album. <laughs> right. Uh, this is Radio Law Talk, and if you have your dimmer switch handy, that's okay. You may want that. I don't know. That's a volume knob, right. <laughs> So uh, I I have a 
great uh, I really do have a great case or no case but my I'm sorry my computer is acting goofy so I her name is Hakiri Oti Hakiri Oti has a problem she lives in Japan <coughs> excuse me and she looked up her own address on on uh, Google Maps Hakiri did and so she went down to street level view. She wanted to see how her apartment looked. <laughs> and, and lo and behold, Ms. O.T.'s underwear was hanging out on the line. Now, this embarrassed Ms. O.T. because the underwear she wears is much larger than <laughs> the others in her apartment building, I should say. It had just been returned from the local sailors who were using it as a <laughs> sail for their craft. Or, or out of the... Out of the <laughs> or as Rodney Dangerfield would say, out of the back seat of the local taxi cab. No, 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 no. It, it, it was just hanging out there. It was a rather ample <laughs> set of underwear. And she did not like that. So she asked Google to remove the picture and take another one. She even offered to take a picture for them to replace that from the same angle. And she said, you know, Google did not even respond to me. So she went out and said, there's got to be some way I can force them to do this through the law. And uh, that's what I'm going to ask you, Mr. Kunin. What do you think? Uh, does she have a case or no case? So, so let me get this straight. Google and other providers are being taken to task for facial recognition software. And now they're going to be taken to task for unmentionable recognition exactly. software. Exactly. <laughs> well, at least she didn't have her name written on the on the waistband in black yeah. felt pen. Which yes. was, which yeah, good oh, thing. they took a I mean, picture I, of my <laughs> underwear at camp. <laughs> I, can, I can see where this would be an embarrassing situation for someone. But... She she did reach out to Google and asked them to change, and they said no, and she reached out to a lawyer. I'm asking your case or no case. Well, so she reached out to a lawyer. Do you know, do we know when this was, allegedly? I do not. After Street View for Google, so I'd imagine in the last five years. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. You know, it's I, I thought, see, a lot of people don't know this, but my major in college was Japanese. I have a degree in Japanese. That's right, you do. I lived there for two years. At one time, I spoke it, read it, and could write it fluently. I said, at one time. That, that was in 95 when I graduated college. A lot of that ability has left me now. And I was hoping that this would, I would have a leg up on this one. And all of that is... Or at least is a leg hole. Absolutely useless to me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Was this in Japan? Yes. Yes. It was in Japan, it, yeah. It was, it was in... Uh, Nippon Day. <laughs> anyway, so, um, all right, so this is what I will say, that this is not a case. I'm going to say no case, probably a true uh, scenario, but not a case. Okay, Denise Dirks, what say you? Now that I found my sheet, I actually have the name right. Her name is Akari Hana. Akari, H-A-N-A, Hana. I don't know if I would say that properly. Yeah, but you said Akari Hana. Oti. Yeah, so I got it wrong. But her okay. last name is actually Hana, H-A-N-A. So which case means, or no case? Which means either you? flower or nose. A very common last name in Japan, apparently. Yes. So, yeah. Flower. So you know that um, if this was in the United States, uh, she would have no reasonable expectation of privacy as to her underwear because she hung them out on the clothing line in public. Public view. Right. right. Sure, right. Uh, but I have no clue as to the laws in Japan. And um, certainly she could argue that it was intentional infliction of emotional distress, uh, but they would not have been done it intentionally. I mean, their refusal, though, would amount to further going forward, yes. maybe. I'm just I'm following your train of thought. Yeah, Yeah, I'm thinking there's got to be something funny here. Um, it could be a scenario. 
and not a case. It could be a case and a funny outcome. Um, <laughs> and I'm not getting she is, any she clues. She's trying to read my face, and I'm covering face. it up. We, 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 uh, do, we don't go to break for another two minutes. You're not going to be able to. That's yeah, not going to work. Do not going to work. I don't want to. I don't want to join. I don't want to join Todd. I want to say that it is a case. If I had a dime for every time a woman had uttered that phrase. The Jap- <laughs> I'd, I'd have a woman because I'd be rich. <laughs> Kidding. I digress. Go on, Denise. She, she may make it to it's the break. It's all falling after apart. All. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say it's a case. Okay. And she gets a Japanese court to order Google to remove the picture with her underwear. Hmm. Well, I, I, it's, it is an interesting scenario, isn't it? And you could see where some people would be offended by that. So I'm going to ask you first off, who here said it was in fact a case? That was you, Denise. Okay, and Todd said it was not. So those of you who said it was a case, damn it, <laughs> she requested six hundred thousand yen, so about what five thousand bucks? Not very much money anyway. Yeah, not a lot of money. And no money changed hands, and the court did not honor her request in Japan. So uh, one point. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. So all I can tell you is it was in fact the case, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is. Case or no case, and Todd, unfortunately for you, I skunked you all three. You got skunked today. Uh, you, you did. And Denise yeah. got three points, right? You, you got, you know, it's interesting because we're coming up on a break here. So uh, Google Earth, you know, this you were talking about Street View. Google Earth is pretty interesting. If you look up interesting cases in Google Earth where mysteries have been solved. All right. People that have been stranded on islands have been found. Um, body on a, a pier. There was one of a body on a pier. Yes. A body on a bench. I mean, there's all kinds of weird it, stuff. It, that's it keeps reminding me of that one Far Side cartoon where they're going in to save the guy on the beach, and it says he has H E L, and he hadn't finished the P, so it looked like H E L F, and the pilot's like, Oh no, let let's go away. It just says health. <laughs> let's leave. <laughs> We're not going to save him. <laughs> all right. Take us to a break, Cal. My favorite Farside cartoon is the one with the deer with the target on him, and the guy says, bummer of a birthmark, Hal. <laughs> we'll be back with more Radio Law Talk on this, our final hour for today. After this, don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more, call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel steel quality all at a price you can afford so don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great 800-617-9312 800-617-9312 800-617-9312 that's 800-617-9312 
This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y-Lawyers.com. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. Infectious diseases spread by pests like malaria, Zika, and Chagas disease are causing a worldwide health crisis. Fortunately, here at home, we don't face the same level of threat, but we shouldn't let our guard down. Mosquito-borne diseases like West Nile virus and Zika are impacting communities across the U.S., and Lyme disease spread by ticks is on the rise. Whether around the world or just around the block, get the facts you need to protect your family at pestworld.org. A public No points for you. This is Radio Law Talk. Oh, we're back to (laughs) Radio Law Talk. Welcome, everyone. Um, We're talking today about some interesting discussion over Tyler Skaggs and his unfortunate um, fatal overdose. And this, the reason this is important is because they finally have arrested somebody um, 
and trying to hold them accountable for his overdose. Yeah, for those of you that might not be familiar with this, Tyler Skaggs was a pitcher for the California Angels, or whatever their name is now. Isn't it the California Angels? The Los of... Angeles Angels at Anaheim, I think. Isn't that okay. what it is? Yeah, like I that? think it's yeah. a, the yeah. Los Angeles yeah. Angels at Anaheim, Rodham Clinton. I don't, yeah. it's, it's a long name. <laughs> right, right, okay, right. Edward Jones. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so... They were on a road trip. This was either last year or the year before. They were on a road trip. The Angels were to Texas to take on the Texas Rangers. And he, Mr. Skaggs, was a relief pitcher for the team. And he didn't come out of his room. And so they went to check on him, and they found he had deceased. He had uh, was later determined that he had a toxic mixture of uh, Oxycontin, alcohol and fentanyl in his system, which caused him to vomit, and then he... Aspirated. Uh, aspirated. Yeah. He choked on his... He, he died the way Jimi Hendrix did, and because um, we were talking about music earlier. And so the question was, where did he get this mixture? Because, you know, first they're looking at physicians, and no physician came forward to say that they had ordered it. And even if they did, I mean, the physician doesn't prescribe alcohol, and they're always told, don't take alcohol with this. Um, so it came out that the communications director for the Angels was the one that had supplied him with this mixture. And the communication director for the Angels had also been forthcoming previously that he himself had an addiction. And apparently, as alleged, um, Mr. Skaggs had requested these uh, narcotics or requested something, I think they call them Blue Bloods or something, by the street name that uh, the communications director get them. The communications director was traveling with the team and he got Skaggs. What he believed to be opioids. Opioids. And they got it. Now, here's the thing. They didn't get opioids that were the manufactured opioids. Okay. He got a pill that or type that was made on the street and what happens and this is what the government is really cracking down on the big concern is that oftentimes the uh, street manufacturers will mix in other substances they'll cut that in to the drug to affect potency to increase yield and this one had fentanyl mixed into it right and that can be anything from uh, you know the old the old days back when i was you know when a, a younger man anything from Powdered sugar to rat poison. I mean, it's a wild yeah. card. I yeah. mean, it's it, it, the whole the whole at that time the the whole thing is based upon the weight of the substance. And if you can mix something in that makes it weigh the same, but maybe is you know helping you just get more yield out of the whatever you purchased from the. It's like supplier. watering down a drink at a bar. Basically. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And so, this individual now has been charged. The communications director has been charged by the federal government. This is a federal case, not a uh, state case. Has been charged with. Let's see supplying the drugs as well as trafficking with conspiracy to distribute fentanyl. And so, um, because, look, he's not a doctor. He didn't have the prescription. He didn't have the ability to legally provide this substance to anybody else. No, and he didn't make it himself. That's right. He didn't, but he was distributing it. Yes. And so, um, and and I think the, the big thing here is... Highlighting the fact that if this behavior continues, it's not like you're giving somebody the the pill that was made by a drug manufacturer. You're giving a pill that was made by a street 
manufacturer, which can have things, as we've seen here, it's the mixture of fentanyl with the Oxycontin that really killed them, plus the alcohol, but the fentanyl of the Oxycontin is what's really bad, because there's been a rise in deaths with that concoction that had nothing to do with alcohol. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I was wondering why they didn't charge him with a negligent homicide or something like that, a reckless, you know, endangerment or something, because he took a street drug, he gave it to um, Mr. Skaggs. But and he didn't administer it to him. Mr. Skaggs took it himself. That would be the, I, I'm just thinking out loud, uh, if I, I were, mm-hmm. I'd say, well, he, you know, he, he didn't give it to him. So, I would say that yeah. would be an intervening cause. If, yeah. if, if, the, if, if the change had been, just hypothetically, if Mr., uh, let's see, if Mr. K, it's Eric K is the name of the individual, if he had given the exact same drug but had given it to, say, a 12-year-old kid, you might see that because the the mental ability to make a choice, to under appreciate the consequences, right. that right. might be a little bit different. But you're talking about giving it to an adult, and there is an intervening uh, circumstance here. What, one thing I think is interesting, I wanted to, ma- I mentioned this to, Dis- to Denise, um, you know, people commit crime all the time and they don't get caught for it. Right. I, I read a book once about folks that uh, the average crimes that your average everyday person commits, that they don't realize they're committing it. And it was, the, are you a felon? There is one that is one of the most commonly committed acts by people, and it's a felony. There are a lot of people that are un uncaught felons out there and this is the scenario you go to the doctor you you're injured they prescribe vicodin to you right they maybe they give you 20 pills of vicodin you only take 10 you have the other 10 sitting in your medicine cabinet a year later your neighbor comes over oh i got hurt i'm in pain oh let me give you a vicodin if you do you just committed a felony yeah you're not their doctor it's a controlled substance you're giving it to somebody else and it happens all the time and so uh you know People need to, people need to uh, take a close look at how they act when it comes to stuff like that. And uh, in this case here, though, it was not a prescription that was given. This was a street drug that he found, a street right. brand that he found that he gave, which made it even that much worse for Mr. K. At and a greater why, risk. And yeah. why he's facing criminal charges. Yes. Um, don't you think they're trying to perhaps find out who supplied the drugs to um, Mr. K as well? I, I'm sure they would like to find that out. He may or may not know. There's there's a lot of, you know, as Billy the Kid said, many a slip between a cup and a lip. And the person that <laughs> buys the drug may not even know who made it. Oftentimes does not. Hey, stay with us. We've got more to come on RadioLawTalk.com. Serious crime with major consequences that he probably didn't even think that much about at that point. Possibly could have been a repeat performance if we want to speculate our way out of that. But here's what we know. There's more Radio Lot Talk coming up right here. So if you stay tuned, you'll get all of it. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. 
They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252 Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Dish TV. Are you serious? This is Radio Law Talk. So we are back here. I Radio thought Denise Law was Fred for a minute. I turned on <laughs> Fred's mic instead of Denise's. Hello yes. there, Denise. Sorry. Hi, I'm standing in for Fred today, so sorry about that. There we go, go. <laughs> so let's talk about Lori Laughlin, shall we? Yes. Um, she had to downsize oh, from her, you know, t- what she wanted to get for her mansion was $28.65 million. And she only got $18,000 million. Oh, the humidity. Oh, right. The humidity. She sold it to sorry. Tinder, uh, co-founder. And then she and her husband went and purchased, and apparently it was in cash, $9.5 million mansion that has six bedrooms, nine bathrooms, a theater, and uh, many, many, many more uh, amenities. You, you know, you said that they wanted, uh, what is it, $28.65 million for the house in, the, in Bel Air that they had to sell, or that they chose to sell. I don't know. They, so that's what they that's what they wanted for it. They ended up selling it for eighteen point seven five million. Wow. Now they <clears> bought <throat> the wow. house they bought the house for fourteen million. So they only made four point seven five million on this. I mean, I don't know how they feed their kids. My wife and I had to downsize to a single wide. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well you know, and, and, and this house that they And the bathroom's outside. Right, exactly. And, and there's the, nothing wrong with that. The house that they downsized to, I mean, I don't know. They are probably just walking all over each other, running into each other. How does how do two people and three kids, if the kids are even home, how do you survive in such a minuscule space as eleven thousand seven hundred and forty eight square feet? I don't know. I but don't know how that. Why happens. don't you just buy an old Walmart store and fix up the inside? Then you've got two hundred thousand. You know, <laughs> and and, and well, they, you guys have to remember that social distancing now is oh, the norm. Oh, that's, right. that's, oh, that's right. Okay, thank that's, you. Yeah. That's, thank you. Very that that could yeah. be. But you know, I, I'm looking here. It's six bedrooms, nine bathrooms. Normally, that should be enough. Normally, it's you have more bedrooms than bathrooms, but you know. 
Well, you got the kitchen. I mean, you know, you got that, that's that's. That, I'm thinking, that, you know, you need a bathroom for the movie theater and the garage, and you need one for the walk-in cellar. What about a swimming pool? Well, with all the cleanses that celebrities do, I mean, you, you don't you don't want to be any further than a 15 second walk away from the bathroom, I think that's right? That's a good point. I mean, I just remember <laughs> when I went to high school, there was a kid in high school who went into his family's plumbing business, right? Now, I went to college and then went to law school, so I was finishing up all of my schooling right around the time our 10 year reunion came around, and so here I had student loan debt, was just beginning my career. Adam drives up in a brand new Porsche. <laughs> and he's been a plumber the whole time. And I remember talking to him saying, how did you how did you know to forego college and to get into plumbing? And he said, you know, it's the family business. And my dad always told us, son, even rich people got to poop. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and when, <laughs> okay. And even rich people call you right away when they have a little problem with that going down and the smell going up. They exactly. Right and and, and now, now, they still have time to serve, right? She still, she still has, she still has, well, I want to say she still has a 21 or a, a, a two month sentence to serve, but bear in mind that the judge has not approved these sentences yet. Oh, that's right. We won't find out. They have a, oh, sorry, just one. Listening yes. in on the Supreme Court there. <laughs> <laughs> they have a sentencing hearing coming up on the 21st of August. And and what the judge will hear is the proposed. Remember, they, they had lost all of their motions. They were they should have been starting a trial in October of this year. And they both of them ended up entering pleas. And this is that college admission scandal. They both ended up entering pleas. And pursuant to the plea, she was supposed to serve like one month and him two, or maybe it was him two months, or her two months and him four, something like that. Um, but the judge has yet to sign off on this. Mm. And so we'll see where that goes. It's going to be a lot different than hanging out in, in, a, in a big mansion, I can tell you that. Yeah, I, I think she agreed to pay $150,000 in restitution, and I believe that Massimo, her husband, has agreed to pay $250,000 restitution. Um, were they divorcing? For no, some reason, I had it in no. my head that they were, I know they were disagreeing about something. but well, I, 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 you know, the, well, they're disagreeing about whether or not they should stay in the 12,000-square-foot house. <laughs> and whether they should plead guilty. I think there was a disagreement, I think, that was the plea uh, situation. I think that, yeah. that maybe Lori thought later that she should have pled in the very beginning right. because she would have got a lighter sentence. Right. Yeah. Uh, because they did later, when they did not plea, then um, they were charged with additional uh, felonies. The feds didn't yeah. like that. No. <laughs> I, I, I could see, I, I'd be curious to see in the sentencing hearing if the attorney brings up, you, you know, judge. We would really like you to agree to this, and we would like you to authorize my clients to be able to serve their time in home confinement as opposed to going <laughs> to custody because, because I mean, we're releasing so many hardened criminals, and all they did was this, and they did just sell their home and have had to downsize significantly. It, it will be like prison. And so, you know, if you if you could let us do the time at home, that would be great. Please, please. <laughs> I'm I'm anticipating a good argument. Or, <laughs> or they could say to the judge, or they could say, and we can cause Ms. Laughlin to watch every single Hallmark movie ever made while she's in home confinement. And especially the ones about Christmas. There you go. Perfect. Just loop it. <laughs> the, make now, her watch them. <laughs> now, the thing is, this sentencing hearing coming up, it will be interesting because both the defense and the prosecution will be trying to lobby the judge for the same thing, except the plea deal. 
You know, let us go ahead and do it. Oftentimes at sentencing hearings, it is the, you know, the, a, a resolution will come down with a range. Okay, so it, it will be... Um, Eight to ten in the pen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so the DA or the prosecutor is going to say, this is why it needs to be ten, the worst crime ever known to man, and the and the defense is going to be saying, you know, it ought to really be eight, it ought to be this year, and the judge is either going to agree to somewhere in the middle of eight to ten, or the judge is going to say, nope, it should be more harsh. If they say it's more harsh, then the person can withdraw their guilty plea, and you're back to square one. In this case here, they are both arguing for these fixed sentences and uh we'll see what the judge has to do the last time that i heard two people arguing for the same sentence before a judge had to do with uh michael flynn when both the prosecution and the defense were saying yep it should be dismissed and the judge was saying no i don't think so and that one is still playing oh yes but remember this uh uh uh, I had a great comment I was going to tell you, and of course it flew out of my mind. I'll think of it in a, in a little bit. It was very, it was really quite pithy. It was right there, but now it's gone. I was <laughs> flew out like the cuckoo. It just it just, it, it, just, it just pithed off, didn't it? Yeah, just it, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so speaking of which, let's talk about uh, Olivia De Havilland. Oh, this is a great case. Olivia De Havilland was probably one of my very favorite actresses. Um, she played Melanie in Gone with the Wind, and she was so great and full of charm and and she's just truly like a natural beauty you know well apparently she had back in 1944 she had a dispute with um, her um, Warner Brothers who That's held right. the contract so she had signed on with Warner Brothers as a very new and young and less experienced actress very common thing in hollywood to develop a career that's right because the the big studios would put money into these um actors and actresses that they had on contract and then they would also loan them out to different studios and make money on them right so this was a seven-year contract and the interesting thing about this seven-year contract was that warner brothers was trying to extend it its life like repeatedly over and over and trying to keep her in contract with them and keep her from being able to do any other things outside of their studio. To be a free agent. But it was how they were seeking to extend the contract based upon not new contracts or, okay, we understand that it has ended now, so we'd like to punt it out a couple more years. It was the way they were interpreting the contract language that really raised the issue. It was a seven-year contract. Right. But Warner Brothers was saying it's seven years, but the time that goes toward those seven years only applies when you are working on projects from Warner Brothers. So if during a calendar year you worked for she worked for three months on a Warner Brothers contract at the end of that calendar year, she would only get three months credit against her contract. Yes, the other correct. nine months still had yet to be fulfilled, and that was the issue. Yeah, that was the issue, and they had even loaned her out to the another studio to do Gone with the Wind, and they were saying that did not count in her contract as well. Wow. So, and this is such a fun case, and it really is still good law it today, is. and it rises the law behind it or the statute behind it arose in 1870. So this is so much fun, and the lawyering in this case is amazing. So she was the Kurt Flood of of contract players for Hollywood, basically. When I said I'm going to be a free agent, 
I'm going to be a free agent. When the yep. time comes, I'm going to be out of here. Oh, yeah. So very That's cool. exactly right. We're going to talk about it more after the break, right? We are. Okay. We're going to talk about it more after the break, so stay with us at Radio Law Talk. One more segment of Radio Law Talk coming up, and you will not want to miss even a second of it. So stay tuned. We'll continue after this. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety, like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows, and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. Concussion Medical Clinic knows active people run the risk of the concussion. Soccer, football, even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury. Concussion Medical Clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur. They also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case, and their specialty is the treatment of concussion. So if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available, give Concussion Medical Clinic a call. 916-259-4043. 916-259-4043. Concussion Medical Clinic. I've got to get my car washed, this dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today, I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. Even in the hustle and noise of this modern world, we feel the pull of the forest to walk under the canopy and feel transformed. National forests are essential to life. 
majestic and grand. They clean our air, supply drinking water to millions, and provide homes to countless wildlife. They fuel our imaginations, inspiring us to think big, and now's the time to do just that. Fires and natural disasters devastate our forests each year. That's why we're replanting millions of new trees across the country. The Arbor Day Foundation needs your help. We've heard the call of the wild and we've answered. Scientists, foresters, volunteers, and members, together we can preserve and protect our heritage and legacy. We must act now so that the generations of today and tomorrow can continue to depend on our forests. Visit arborday.org. See how you can help. If you pay my fee, I'll take your case. This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. Yes, we were talking about Olivia de Havilland and her... Um, suit lawsuit against warner brothers studios and the warner brothers studio was trying to extend her seven-year contract by saying that the seven years has to uh, apply to not the a total of years but a total of the time that she was working for their studios and they were trying to extend that contract pretty much unendlessly um, and keep her on contract and it had gotten so bad uh, between these two, you know, between um, De Havilland and the studio, that the studios had pretty much blacklisted her, and we're not creating any movies for her. We're not letting her be loaned out to any other studios. They were keeping her from working, and they even were trying to interfere with her volunteering to um, entertain the but, troops, the U.S. troops, that's um, right. you know, overseas. And uh, she got very sick when she was overseas, you know, entertaining the troops, but she felt like she had to do that and she wanted to still maintain her relevancy you know there's something interesting last week we talked about a a recent case where uh, a judge in new york essentially has put an end to the prohibition on movie studios the movie studio from also owning the movie theater and and the reason that went into play was because of this kind of stuff on the part of the movie studios back in the 40s and the 30s and 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 the way that it always was the movie studio would have the actor under contract, the director, they would have the location, they would have the screenwriter, the screenwriter, the yeah. staff, they would own the distribution, you know, who made the copies of the films, and they would own the movie theaters. Like network television. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the government came in and said, look, under the Antitrust Act, you just have too much control over the final product. And yeah. so, no, you can't do that. And so they took that away from it. Well, now, because there's so much competition with Netflix and Hulu and all these other uh, means of distribution, they're now saying that movie studios can own the uh, the theaters now. But this case is why that prohibition went into uh, into effect to begin with. And, and you because ta- the, the movie studios virtually have monopolies. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Now you mentioned that the law ultimately that the judge cited as as being the one that the movie studio was violating based upon their inter- interpretation of the seven year contract was a law that was passed in 1870 or in the 1870s, right? Yeah, and it related to involuntarily involuntary servitude. Servitude. I seem to servitude. I seem to recall a, a skirmish between the North and the South that happened shortly 600, before that. Six hundred thousand lives. Yes. Mm, yeah. yeah. Maybe a bit more than a skirmish, but yeah. it, so so she cited a law 
in her defense that was came about as a result of the American Civil War, which ostensibly at the time was supposed to put an end to involuntary servitude. Right. And but, ironically, here she is in Gone with the Wind. <laughs> exactly. Right? Isn't that kind of an ironic twist to all of this? It, it kind of is. And yeah. she, uh, and this case still stands the test of time. It still stands for the concept that you, if you have a contract for a period of time, it is for that period of time. Because if it's not, it's going to be deemed to be vol- uh, volative of public policy. It has a start date and an end date for a reason. But here's my question about all of this, because... I've never quite understood why people in the talent business, because the NFL, baseball, movies, all these you know big crowd things are in the talent business. Why would you not want to just take care of your talent? Because they're the people that make you money. Why would you all of a sudden start getting petty and saying, oh, let's test a, a legal theory on Olivia de Havilland? Why would you do that? I, I, it, it, it never made sense to me when I did some reading on that case that was sent out to for us for show prep. I thought, this is just dumb. Todd, am I missing something? Well, well they, I, I think she brought the lawsuit to get out from underneath the contract, right? right? But, but, I think but Cal's they question to change is, the terms. Yeah. I think Cal's question is, why would the studio do this to talent? Exactly. Oh, why would it. they yeah, treat well. talent this way yeah. and invite lawsuits like this? And, and my feeling is, um, first... I think it had a lot to do with the person involved in the studio. Well, I, I think that it did, but there must have been some conflict there. I, yeah. I, I, look, yeah. I look at it. I look at it this way, uh, and I don't. I don't want to defend um, the Jack Warner's position in this case, but I, I'm I'm saying this to sort of get a better understanding of his mentality. So Warner Brothers. Um, MGM. Uh, th- these studios were the first ones to really come in and say, "All right." We'll take a gamble on this thing called Hollywood. And develop a system. It may or may not work out. If it doesn't work out, we're all going to lose our shirts. We're going to lose our family fortunes. We're going to lose everything. But we'll take a gamble on it. And so after they take that gamble, now mind you, this is what, the 1940s, 1940. At this time, the movie industry was what, 25 years old? And radio was the entertainment king in, in the uh, world at that time. That's and right. so, yeah. and so, they're sitting there looking at it's not what it is today. We can't view it from the lens of what we understand Hollywood to be today. Right. So, looking at it at that point in time, they're like, okay, we've ate, we've we've spent all of this cash. It's just now starting to make us money and to be profitable and to do things and getting to where we've got our systems established. I, I don't want to give up the control because I'm the one that shepherded it to this point. And they put a lot of money. You have to remember, yeah. too, that yeah. they had to pay money to suppress stories about their stars, and they had to pay a lot of people to go around and clean up after the stars. Fake marriages, groomers, yeah. handling, everything. Yeah. Yes, there was yeah. a lot of money that was yeah. put into these, um, the, the, into their talent, quite frankly. And, and, and you look at somebody, and so you, so you, you get the movie studio, and let's say they put a ton of money into a movie to have this made. All it takes is, one, especially in the 40s, one scandal. For a movie star, and then this movie that they're in, that you've probably spent at, in today's dollars, what is the equivalent of 200 million bucks? You've spent all this money, and nobody will go to see it because they don't like that movie star that did this and this. So you understand why they wanted the control. 
that just says we understand why they wanted it. The means by which they went about trying to wield and maintain that control is where they went wrong. I just think right. it's a bean counter who said, you know, boss, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Warner, I think I can maximize this contract by this clever little legal theory. I and think besides, that's... she's irritated you by wanting to be loaned out to all these other projects. I got a plan. And, 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 yeah. and what yeah. and what one person is going to fight the the big Warner brother at that point in time? Exactly. It's the equivalent of fighting City Hall. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, so really the Supreme Court gave back the control, if you will, of their artistic choices back to the artists by having this limitation on their contracts to being seven years. And um, it, what, what was really good about this was the lawyering. Um, Haviland's attorney was quite a character, and he, the uh, Warner Brothers, actually tried to hire him <laughs> yeah. to to be their lawyer because they thought <laughs> we won't get sued so much if we can get him on our this side. Guy's killing me. Yeah, and he <laughs> refused to do that, saying, "Nope, I'd rather sue you." <laughs> didn't work for well, you. For it him. was funny. And then the other thing that he did was he had Haviland, uh, because remember she's beyond the seven years now, so. Whenever she, the uh, the studio would give her work to do, um, she didn't refuse to do the work. She just politely declined to do it. <laughs> yes, that, so, that was the buzzword the attorney told her. Every term. time you're questioned, don't say I refuse, say yeah. I politely decline. Yes, because refusal would be breach of contract if right. it had been looked at strictly that yes. way. Very interesting case. Very, very interesting case. Long-reaching arms on that one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I I wonder if it's as interesting as our quick takes that will be coming up. Well, this is always a question that I have because, you know me, I'm almost such a fan of people having uh, something – Pithy and witty to say. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Cal, for Radio Law Talk. And so uh, what, we're, what we're going to do is uh, start with Mr. Kunin and his quick take for today. All right. So here's my quick take. And this goes out to the attorneys in the Led Zeppelin case. You're appealing now. If ever there was a law firm that lived by the motto, we'll litigate to your last nickel. It would be this law firm. <laughs> <laughs> Denise Dirks, I'm presuming you have a quick tip. I do. I'm thinking about starting a new class action whereby I represent all of the artists and protecting their lyrics from Google and Lyric Find and also uh, Genius. I like it. I like it. You know. Where do I sign up? Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I haven't written anything, but I'm in. <laughs> so that's going to do it for us here at Radio Law Talk. Again, it's just me and Denise and Cal today. Fred on assignment, but we do anticipate Fred will be back next week. And we will welcome him back. I will move to my left uh, so that Fred can sit in the seat that I am sitting in right now. Thank you so much to Cal Hunter behind the glass. Glad he is what here. has kept Thank us going. Cal, take us into... All right, into Radio Oblivion. Thank you, folks, for being here on Radio Law Talk. We will see you next week on RadioLawTalk.com or on your radio station where you'll listen to the show. Thank you, and have a great weekend. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
Constitution is amazing. It's full of what's called negative rights, designed to protect us from the corrupt powers of a dictatorship. Like our right to worship our own God, not some official state religion. Our right to prevent the government from seizing our property without paying fair market value for it. Or our right to be tried by a jury of our peers, people like us, not by some star tribunal. And that's why America has become the richest, most just society in the world. Other countries force so-called positive rights onto their citizens. These enable one group to take from another group their free speech, money, and choice by using government force. Socialists love wielding this power over people. Sometimes we take our freedoms for granted, but we can lose our Bill of Rights and our Constitution and become like Venezuela or North Korea. Failed, brutal socialist regimes. We need your help to spread the good news about our amazing U.S. Constitution. Help us take back America. Go to OurAmericanRights.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council.